Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash anxiety slayer. You'll find thousands of titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my Slayer sister and partner Ananga Sevier, and we love coming together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you. We like to mix up a potent blend of coaching and EFT tapping And we have an extensive library of digital offerings, including our popular Calm Your Fragile Mind, The Quick Anxiety Stopper, EFT for Anxiety, and so much more. This year, we've started the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've got a lot going on, and we are here to support you any way we can to help you feel better. Today, we will be discussing an excellent question from our Facebook page. And that question is, how do you slay depersonalization? This is the worst symptom of anxiety that I deal with. Such a great question. And I know that you have a lot to say on this topic, Ananga. Welcome back. So good to be with you here today. Hi, Shen. Yeah, back in the day, which we're talking about quite a lot in our podcast lately, when I was a very anxiety-ridden teenager, um, particularly during the spell when I took on a Saturday job, and my boss was really stressy. And I found it very disturbing working around her. So I was about 19 at that time. And I remember one day I was in a changing room. I used to work in this boutique where a lot of very wealthy, also very stressy ladies would come in and try and loads of clothes and throw them on the floor. And on this particular day, I was in a room where there were shoeboxes from the floor to the ceiling. And my boss came in and grabbed a pair of shoes from the bottom and the whole lot came down. Oh, <laughs> it was my job to clean them up. And I knew that when I cleaned them up, she'd come and do something similar. So I was picking up the shoes and I was feeling increasingly anxious and out of touch with my surroundings. And then I went to the changing room to pick up the clothes that had been left on the floor. And I sat down on the floor and I felt more and more disconnected. And it was as if everything around me just started moving and moving away until I felt that I could see myself from above. I could just see myself sitting on the floor with my head down and coat hangers and clothes all around me. And I felt extremely spaced out, disconnected, unwell. It was a really scary experience. And then gradually I just kind of came back in touch with myself. It's not an uncommon experience in high stress states. It means we can feel as if our thoughts and actions aren't our own. We might feel as if we're watching ourselves from the outside or even above. And this wasn't the only time that happened to me. It happened on other occasions as well. Um, we feel disconnected from our environment. It can also involve perceiving objects as unsolid or moving. When you feel like things are just swaying and moving around you, you feel very dizzy, very lightheaded, or feeling like we're in a bubble or a glass jar and we're contained in a space that's separate from everything around us. We can't connect and we feel unreal or like we're not there. And this usually comes from very high stress or anxiety states. I think about the first time that I had a similar experience and not knowing what was going on. That in itself is so frightening. And to be 
completely blown away by what just happened or what is happening. How do I snap out of this? How do I get back to grounded and present? It's very disturbing, especially if you have to go to work, you're looking after kids or you have to drive. It becomes extremely disturbing to think that we might just check out of being in control of our mind and our body. And unfortunately, as is the pattern with anxiety, the more we fear these things, the more stressed we become and the more likely they are to occur in direct proportion to how anxious we are about it. And it is a very disturbing experience, so it's very natural. Over the years, what did you find was the most supportive thing that you could do for yourself if you were feeling disassociated? What really helped was when I started looking at the energy system of the body, uh, how the body works, how we have a subtle aspect to us that in states of disturbance will check out from the physical body. I know somebody that that happened to in an abusive situation where her consciousness was just removed into an observing position. And I started encountering other accounts of this happening with different people. And I started to look into it and and how it worked. And then I started Mm. to look at Ayurveda and Ayurveda's understanding of these layers, same as yoga, these layers, these sheaths around the physical body. And what really helps, which is what we need to know here, is getting grounded. It's how to get us back in our bodies. So for me, a grounding diet, and for a lot of sensitive people, that means a plant-based diet, because this is a thing that can occur very frequently with sensitive people. And often when we eat meat from a disturbed animal, we can pick up on that vibration. Anything violent, disturbing, the news, anything like that was really causing me to suffer more. So going over to a plant-based, grounding diet, nourishing, easy to digest, yoga, breathing, walking, things that helped you be comfortable in your body, things that helped reduce the external stress and anxiety and made it feel okay to be in the body and to be more in touch with operating through the body. So like noticing textures, sounds, tastes, to use the senses instead of them scattering our energy and pulling us out and feeling disconnected, to really work with your hands Clay, painting, baking, feeling textures, noticing smells. If somebody gives you a hug, to be there for the hug, receive the hug, return the hug. With yoga, bringing mindfulness into yoga, with walking, feeling your feet on the earth, smelling the flowers, hearing the birds, just really bringing it down to grounding and being okay in the body. Really great stuff. And when we come back, we'll talk more about understanding the energy system and how important that is if you're suffering with depersonalization. Ananga and I enjoy listening to audiobooks when we travel or just when we want to relax and listen to a story instead of reading. For listeners of the Anxiety Slayer podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Some of the book titles that Ananga and I have enjoyed listening to include just about anything from Brene Brown and most recently a book by Tara Brock called Radical Self-Acceptance. You can download your pick or any other audiobook free by trying Audible. To download your free audiobook, all you have to do is visit audibletrial.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Before the break, we were talking about depersonalization and how you can support yourself when feeling out of your body. 
and the importance of understanding the energy system. She talked about Ayurveda and yoga and nutrition and grounding. What are some of the other things that we can do to better understand our energy system and care for ourselves when we're feeling out of body? It's helpful to understand that there is more to us than the gross physical body. The Vedas teach that there's so much more to us than being the body and the mind. We're not our body. We're not our mind. Understand that our consciousness can move from perceiving directly through our eyes straight ahead. And we can notice when we're out of touch and and when we notice that help ourselves come back into balance. For example, a common one with me if I'm unwell or recently I had surgery, which brought this about for me again, is I will march right through the middle of what I think is a doorway and my right shoulder will smack straight into the doorpost. Mm. So to me, I'm in the middle, but I'm not. And that usually means I'm a bit ungrounded. And <laughs> Yeah, we, you just made me think. We call that bouncing off the walls here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been there. Or you go to reach for a cup and you punch it. Instead of putting your yeah. hand around it, you just knock it because you're a bit to the right or a bit to the left. It normally means we're checking out a bit. We're not in touch. We're not grounded. So just to notice these things. It's not really a cause for concern until it gets to the level of this disassociation or depersonalization where we really are checked out. And then we need to look at how we can be more comfortable in our home, in the body as a home, in the body as a vehicle that gets us around to uh, direct through our day-to-day life and what we need to do. If we're really depersonalized and disassociated, it usually means we're very anxious and very stressed. Our energy system is scattered. It's scattered out instead of being centered and being grounded in. So the solution is to really work with ways of bringing that anxiety state down. And the ways we we talked about before the break are really key. Nutrition, oil massage, go and get some body work from somebody else and just really pay attention to a massage and having some love and care being offered to your body and, and being as present as you can yoga, breathing, walking, all these things that help us feel grounded, safer, calmer, really important to bring them into your life as much as you can on a daily basis. And Ayurveda gives some fascinating evidence in this regard. For example, Parkinson's disease. In Ayurveda, it's called Kampavata, which means shaking, vata. And we've talked before about vata being one of the body types, the three main body types in Ayurveda, and Vata is the type that's more prone to anxiety because it's very ethereal. It's made of air and ether. So by nature, it's spacey, it's ungrounded, and it's, it's moving and it's changing, which is great for creativity and humor and so many things. But when it gets too spacey, we start to suffer from dissociation. So the more we can ground that Vata energy, with things like oil massage, nutrition, mindful walking, the more we can help it. I saw a program a while ago. In England, we have these pottery programs that are very popular, like competitions where you get six hobbyist potters in and they compete against each other in different challenges. And there was a lovely guy in one episode who had quite pronounced Parkinson's disease and his hands were very shaky, but they stopped shaking the moment he got them on the clay. In Ayurveda, oh, I love that. It's I love beautiful, that. isn't it? And the more pottery he did, the less he shook, 
and the more calm and the more grounded and the more comfortable he was. And in Ayurveda, Kapha is the energy that is the direct opposite to Vata. So that's what we need. And Kapha is clay-like. It's made of earth and water. It's cold, it's wet, it's slimy, it's stable, it's stuck, it's unmoving. And Vata's the opposite. It's ethereal, flighty, changeable, rough. It's, it's unhinged and potentially ungrounded, and it's always in a state of movement and change. There's a word for it called chanchala, which means moving, always moving and always changing. So just that basic understanding, if we feel disassociated, what can I do to help myself feel more solid, stable, stuck, safe, grounded? And it could even be as literal as getting your hands on some clay yourself or... Oh, yeah, getting in the garden. Getting in the garden. Or- one of the things that I like to do too, as you know, Ananga, I walk the shores of Lake Michigan a lot and collect favorite stones and things. And just to have a, a stone, a palm stone of some sort that you can hang on to. Or right now, as I'm talking to you, I have some bigger stones, some beautiful stones that I've collected on Lake Superior that I'll put my feet on mm. and different tricks that I have that help me stay grounded. You know, an, another simple practice to help you really get back in your body. Yeah, it's very simple. And again, the trick is with anxiety, when we feel ungrounded and dissociated and we feel depersonalized, those are very big, very scary situations. So it's easy to overlook the simple things that can help, which is why I wanted to give a a quick overview of the energetics and the Ayurvedic perspective on it. When you understand these opposites of if you feel ungrounded, then get grounded. If you feel fly away and out of touch, then get in touch, make some bread, knead the dough, get your hands involved. I like to, if I have the chance to go to a river or go to the ocean, stand in it. Right. Just just stand in the water. And as, as far as I can dig my feet in the mud, just really squelch myself in and, and be with that for a few minutes, that really helps me feel grounded and stable and and rooted. We have some grounding exercises on our website. You can imagine being a tree and your roots going down into the earth. There's things like this that you practice on a regular basis just to help you feel stable and grounded and safe. Another excellent conversation and episode. Thank you so much, Ananga. And thanks for listening to all of our listeners for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We're so glad that you come back each week and If you like today's episode, the biggest compliment you can give us is to rate and review our podcast at iTunes. We'd sure appreciate your support. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now, and you can get started today. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.